this girl had killed her best friend. You don't really want to walk down the street in a pair of shorts and a t-shirt? No, I think I've got some hormone imbalance. Get that out of your hands, you fat person. He doesn't have a face, and he's all white and pale. I mean, did you look at me? You put me in a dress. He's not my time. Standing to a tantrum. Go get some more shit. My husband is the same. He has, he can't grow a bit. Welcome to our Halloween special. I'm just going to do that all night long. <laughs> so Hello. we did say we we're going to do a little Halloween episode. Yep. One of my favourite times of the year. Probably better than Christmas, I would say. I love Halloween. Um, I'm not particularly enjoying the weather at the moment. I got soaked on my cycle ride home from work today. But I do like autumn more than any other um, <coughs> time of the year. You know, the way in which the, the colours of nature are just really, really lovely. I just think dull colours suit me. Well, then autumn colours are not really dull. They're rich. No, you know, like sort of earthy, stony colours. Taupe is what you're suggesting. Yeah, like the browns, the oranges, the maroons. Yeah, but they're not dull colours. Yeah, but yeah, they are. Orange is not dull. Yeah, but it's not like a bright orange, is it? It's like a... It's like a an intense orange. So it's like a pumpkin orange, which is still quite an intense bright colour. It's not like You're an talking orange about your orange. Here. It's um <laughs> Which one? <laughs> <laughs> no, autumn autumn colours are lovely. For this Halloween special, we are going to um do that sort of child thing, isn't it, really? When you're sort of with your friends when you're like eight or something and you just tell spooky stories. Initially, because you've got a story. Yeah, it's a true story. Yeah. The more I look at it, it's kind of not really spooky, but I can kind of make it a bit spooky. Because in a way, it is a little <laughs> bit spooky. It's ghosty. So oh, I've gone for a ghosty it. thing. Okay. okay, so are we ready? All right. Should we? I feel like we need to do some sort of like intro to this. Well, I'm going to tell a spooky story. Cover yourself under your blankies. <laughs> we recommend turning all the lights off. Listening to this in a dark room with your headphones in. Just relax. You really need Vincent Price then to say it, don't you? Who's he? He's the guy who did um, uh, the voiceover on the Michael Jackson film. Um, not film. Um, thriller thing. <laughs> oh, I'm sure okay. it's Vincent Price. Cue creepy music. <laughs> <laughs> See, now I'm worried that it's not actually going to be that scary. Why don't you... Anyway, let's picture the scene. Okay. Okay. Uh, don't tell it to me. Tell it to them. Okay. Okay. I'm picturing the scene here for you. On Wednesday, the 11th of December 2002, police 
started receiving reports of a car swerving off the road and crashing. So this was dark, late at night, people going home on a very long, windy, non-lit road. And they saw this car going off. So the police attended the crash. They could find nothing, no car, nothing. But there were lots of reports of people saying they had seen a car swerve off. So they started looking around and about 20 metres away from the actual reported crash site, they found a car buried in the undergrowth. It was nose down in a ditch and completely invisible from the road. And not far from the car, they found a skeleton, presumed to be the driver. And the car had not crashed that night. The crash had took place approximately five months previously. And they, what they think had happened is that the driver had come off the road and then had been hurt and managed to get out of his window and crawl along a little bit before he either died of his injuries or got very cold and died then. So was this a ghostly apparition of an original crash, crash played out in the hope that his body would be discovered? that's my story there was an investigation and they discovered that it was a young man 21 years old he'd been out drinking with his mates and he'd driven home they have no idea why he'd driven along that road because it wouldn't be his way home normally um yeah and they just obviously he came off the road but the interesting thing is obviously it took him five months it took his spirit five months to prepare to show the world his ghostly crash. (laughs) This story is called The Ghost Babysitter. When my niece was really young, she was in a bouncer at my sister's house and I was house and babysitting. I had left her to go to the kitchen to grab some water. My sister's chocolate Labradors were probably sniffing and licking her head because I could hear her giggling like she was having a blast. I hadn't noticed how cold it had gotten and then I heard it, a loud wooden snap, like a thick piece of wood had been snapped in half suddenly or a tree had been knocked over. I ran into the room and what I saw and smelled freaked me out. The dogs were huddled in the corner whimpering. My niece was staring at the ceiling corner with wide eyes and it was cold and smelled like Stetson. I took her and we decided to go in a different room. And when my sister finally came home, I told her what happened. She just rolled her eyes and said, that's Hugh. I was confused. She said Hugh was the previous owner of the house who had died 10 years before his wife had sold it. She said he likes to follow my niece around and you can tell it's him because the dogs freak out, it gets cold and it smells like cheap cologne. I don't believe in that shit, but I do believe that feeling you get when your gut tells you something doesn't feel right. <laughs> what was that bit at the end? <laughs> and, the <way> I, <laughs> and the way I read it. <laughs> anyway, you like freaked out. <laughs> I thought that was... What? Okay, so so obviously that's not quite as spooky so so the girl who was babysitting was freaked out but then the mum came home and went oh that's all right it's just a ghost in our house i will say though that's just yeah, the- 
talking of spooky things when we when we now i have lived um i have lived for many years when i was younger i lived in hampton court palace for a while my um my nan she worked for the royal family and so she had a an apartment and an an apartment in hampton court palace so when my parents divorced i went and lived with her for a few weeks and um i never ever saw or heard any ghostly goings-on or anything even though it's supposed to be you know quite heavily haunted but when i moved into this house the sorry um i'm not just for the listeners i'm actually eating my dinner while we're doing this so i will be quiet and let cheryl take over (laughs) carry on yeah so when we spag bowl by the way (laughs) it's very creepy it's got little worms all coming out of it. <laughs> so when we moved into this house, um, I we before we did all the the work and everything, is that the there used to be a study at the back area that's now my son's bedroom, and I don't think I've ever told Ethan this because he'll probably freak out if I tell him, but I always used to get a really odd, strange feeling in that room. And so I put a chair in there before I had children or anything. I put a chair in there. And then if I used to have to go in the room, I would always say hello to the chair. It sounds really ridiculous, but I always used to feel that there was someone in there. So I put the chair in there for them to sit in. And um, and then when we decided to, we had a bit of a refurb and we made that room bigger and changed the configuration of it. And then Ethan, it became Ethan's room. And I always used to keep the chair in there. And then just when I said goodnight to Ethan, I would say goodnight to the person who was sitting in the chair and just ask him, because I always thought it was a he, just to look after Ethan at night time. It's really, really odd. And then one day the feeling just went. So, so yeah. Wow. Spooky. That's proper spooky. Yeah. That's definitely more spooky than that. <laughs> Pirate Bay, <laughs> whatever it's called, what was it? Corn Pirate <laughs> Cape Cove. <laughs> I've got another story. Okay, go for it. Although I think your uh, ghost in the corner was terrifying. Okay, cue creepy music. This legend involves a man who checked into a hotel for a few nights. After he obtained his room key, the woman at the front desk warned him that there was a door with no number on the way to his room. She explained that the locked room was used for storage, and she also warned him to not go into the room, or even look inside. But why would you... Is he in a hotel? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is the thing about spooky stories that annoy me. Okay, right? I'm sorry. I'm gonna I put, know this I'm like supposed to be getting rid of my rational uh, thought. But if you were staying in a hotel, would you ever walk past the door and go, oh, I wonder what's in there. I'm going to open that. It's got no number. Ooh. You wouldn't. You would just, you wouldn't even notice the door. You would just walk by and go to your room. Yeah, she, she's asking for trouble, isn't she? Exactly. She's immediately yeah. saying... Oh, let's put that seed of thought into that person's head and then they'll want to open that door. Anyway, back again. She explained that the locked room was used for storage and she also warned him to not go into the room or even look inside. The man 
Although intrigued, went straight to his room without asking any more questions. But by the second night, his curiosity had got the better of him. He tried turning the doorknob, but found it to be locked. Not to be deterred so easily, the man proceeded to peep through the keyhole. Beyond the door, there was what looked like a hotel room, exactly like his own. However, in the corner stood a very pale woman with her head resting against the wall opposite the door. Confused, the man returned to his room. On the third day, the man decided to look through the keyhole once more. This time, all he saw was the color red. Nothing else, just a constant deep shade of red. Maybe the woman had suspected that someone was spying on her and had blocked it with something. The man decided that he would ask the woman at the front desk. She sighed and asked if the man had looked through the keyhole. After he confirmed that he had, the woman proceeded to tell him the whole story. Many years ago, she said, a man had murdered his wife in that very room, and her ghost now haunts it. Her ghost is said to be very pale, except for her eyes, which are bloodshot red. <gasps> they just say so they they probably do that just to get more punters in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've got another one now. When the dead walk the halls. I used to volunteer at a nursing home where we had several instances where new residents would accurately describe former residents down to the specifics of the nightgowns and colour of glasses of people who we knew, the staff knew, had died in that room and the new residents would complain about them coming into the room at night. Then once I was walking down the hallway and it just went uncomfortably warm. No, that's not what happened. I was walking down the hallway. You got the eating on? <laughs> I thought this is a very um, uh, avant-garde type horror cold. story. Yeah. Then once I was walking through the hallway and it was normally uncomfortably warm but I felt this chill and got goosebumps. Then one of the chief nurses said that I'd just walked through a ghost. I couldn't get warm again for the rest of the day. And there were these flickering lights and the TVs kept turning themselves on and off. Several of the staff were from the same Southeast Asian country and they were talking about ghosts and disrespect for the dead so much that the management had someone come in and do a candlelight ceremony and this lady with crystals and dreadlocks came in to do a sage brushing. And then things calmed down after that. And apparently the lights, the lights stayed on better. And the residents didn't seem to see the strange people walking into their rooms anymore. That, I feel let down by that one too. <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> it was. It was this, you know, and the thing is, is that I think creepy stories are not actually that creepy when you don't t say them in a creepy environment. You know, if we were listening to this and there was that music in the background mm. and it was all... <laughs> that's my creepy... That's my creepy music. This short... Oh, no, this is called The Chair. 
This short tale starts benignly enough, with a friendly seeming ghost playing with children, but when you learn the origins of the ghost and just why the ghost is moving the objects around the room, it quickly gets a lot creepier. When my sister Betsy and I were kids, our family lived for a while in a charming old farmhouse just off London. We loved exploring its dusty corners and climbing the apple tree, but our favourite thing was the ghost. We called her Mother because she seemed so kind and nurturing. Some mornings, Betsy and I would wake up and on each of our nightstands would find a cup that had been there the night before. Mother had left them there, worried that we'd get thirsty during the night. She just wanted to take care of us. Among the home's original furnishing was an antique wooden chair, which we kept against the back wall of the living room. Whenever we were preoccupied watching TV or playing a game, Mother would inch that chair forward across the room towards us. Sometimes she'd manage to move it all the way to the centre of the room. We always felt sad putting it back against the wall. Mother just wanted to be near us. Years later, long after we'd moved out, I found an old newspaper article about the farmhouse's original occupant, a widow. She'd murdered her two children by giving them each a cup of poisoned milk before bed. Then she hung herself. The article included a photo of the farmhouse living room with a woman's body hanging from a beam. Mummy, the man at the top of the stairs says you should leave. Okay, so there are some creepy stories in there. Us reading them to each other has actually made them quite funny and not that creepy at all. <laughs> so hopefully they will come across as creepy and you will enjoy them on Halloween. Have a lovely, lovely time. Enjoy it, dress up, have fun, give out sweets. See you again, speak to you again. Come Christmas. Bye-bye. Happy Bye -bye. Halloween. Happy <laughs> Halloween. <laughs>